Welcome to the Wallaway. I am very excited about the podcast I am doing today with Wadud Hassan, co-founder and CEO of Define360. Define360 has done groundbreaking research on faith-based emotional intelligence and brain and behavioral science, which empowers youth and adults with actionable toolkits for self-improvement, emotional control, and redirection. With practice, they grow the ability to manage stress, anxiety, depression, and negative self-image. Moreover, their research has strongly linked emotional control to higher levels of happiness, mindfulness, and success at school, home, and in the career. Wadud has completed his master's in education from Vanderbilt in leadership and organizational performance. He has opened and co-led the launch of multiple schools in the Dallas area. He has also gotten certifications from Harvard, IDEO, and the Neuroscience Academy. Wadud is passionate about emotional intelligence research, mentoring youth, and the importance of faith-based mental health and life skills coaching. His co-founder, Leah Hassan, has 11 years of experience in education, technology, and management. She has completed her leadership training at Harvard and has an MBA from Vanderbilt. Leah is a marketing strategist and a graduate from AT&T's leadership development program after serving in operations, financial analysis, and marketing roles. How are you doing, Mr. Wadud Hassan? Alhamdulillah, good, good. Okay, so we got Wadud here in the show today, who is the creator and founder of Define360, along with his wife, Leah Hassan. So real quick, what is Define360? What does it stand for? Yeah, thank you so much for having me and Leah. And Define360 is a learning engine for mindfulness and emotional intelligence. We want to empower youth and adults with actionable tools and resources for deep character and leadership development. Why do you find that important in today's landscape? Why is this a priority in your life? Yeah, so you know, we come from an education background. We were teachers at multiple private schools and uh, then, then we were principals. We helped start three schools in Dallas, taught at uh, international school overseas. Uh, we worked with several public schools and we still do consulting with charter schools, um, nonprofits. And what I've seen is that there is a gap between um, the faith and character. There's, we're trying to teach them things that are sometimes not manifesting through their behavior. So in terms of kids' social emotional skills, you know, like emotional intelligence, we, we, we say that it's a secret sauce to success. Um, there's a recent research that found that the technical knowledge that we go to college for, you know, we, we go through four years of degree and all the investment we make, and it only accounts for about 15% of our success. Mm. You need that, you definitely need that. But the other 85%, um, I think Carnegie Institute is the one that did that study, found that is because of your social and emotional skills. And emotional intelligence is your ability to be self-aware. And if you're not self-aware, you cannot be a very good worker, you cannot be a very good leader, no matter what you do. Um, you cannot be a good parent, a good spouse. So it is so important uh, as a life skill. And a lot of times people call these soft skills and now there is, a, you know, people are trying to say that, you know, don't call that soft skill, mm. call them essential skills, wow. call them life skills. So that, because they transform who we are, they make us who we are and they can make or break um, our ability and our, our potential for success. One thing that I've noticed in the last few years is this emergence or re-emergence of emotional intelligence needs, training. Hmm. What do you think is going on in society 
yeah. where people are all of a sudden now wanting to concentrate on emotional mm. intelligence, mindfulness, yeah. th- these type of essential skills that you've mentioned. Yeah. So, you know, one of the trainings that I'm doing is called Search Inside Yourself, and it started at Google. And so out of all places, you know, Google where all these, mm. you know, nerds and, and, <laughs> and people that are um, into their programming and on their computers and on their devices, and it c- you, can in- you can imagine the type of in a world that many of these people and many of our kids that are growing up are living in, you know, like a lot of technology surrounding with a lot of stuff, and it's it's fun and it's exciting. You can use it in a lot of great ways, but it can also really consume you, mm. um, and it can actually make you uh, unaware of things and anything else around mm. you, right? When your kids come in and they get on the TV or uh, get on the video game, or you're just on your phone and your your spouse is trying to talk to you, um, there is an email that made you really upset, and then you're trying to pay attention in a meeting, no matter which scenarios you're in, you're not really going to be able to perform at your best unless you, you're mindful. So people are understanding the importance of mindfulness and because now we have the tools. In the last 20, 30 years, there's tools that you can actually study the brain. You can study you know, people's minds wandering. And recently, there's a groundbreaking research um, that happened in Harvard. Uh, Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert, they studied over 2,000 people, and they found that about 50% of the time, our minds are wandering. Mm. And so we're spending half our awake life you know, not being present. Wow. So people, when they're looking at these data and the studies and the meta-analysis of all these different research coming out from all over the world, they're realizing that this is something we really have to pay attention to, to, be, uh, uh, to, to live our life to the fullest. What benefits do you think um, this training, this awareness can give to a leader uh, in any industry, whether it's business, education, entrepreneurship, yeah. whatever it may be, someone who works in the uh, engineering field? Yeah. What, what, type, what benefits for a leader? Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, if you, if you want to be a leader, right, and if you, you, cannot be a, you cannot lead unless you know, unless you're aware. You, you, if you're not aware of your own emotions and thoughts, if you're not aware of what other people's their feelings and what they're going through and what are they really saying behind what they're not saying mm. and if you're not aware of these things if you're not self-aware and if you're not aware of what's happening around you you're not you're not going to be able to lead because you're not present you're not mm. with people mm. you're not with the situation you're not with the problem you're not at the level where people are so it's very important to be for you to be aware okay and if you if you don't have self-regulation if you're not able to regulate your emotions your thoughts your words and make wiser, better, clearer decisions, you know, you're not going to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness is not like, you know, like, okay, yeah, we're just going to sit there and just meditate and become like a monk. Right. Mindfulness is all about how do you train yourself to be aware so that you have the ability to think clearly. You're, you have the ability to take, make decisions, but better decisions. Mm. You know, take the next step, but in a better way. In any given and situation. Any given yeah. situation, and mm. be able to pause. Mm. And there was um, a psychologist that Stephen Covey made famous, Viktor Frankl, who was a Holocaust survivor and a, and a psychologist. And he said that between the stimulus, something that stimulates you, something that wants a response out of you, um, and your response, there is a space. Mm. There is a space. And in that space lies your growth. Mm. In that space lies your freedom to choose. So you, can, you have the ability to pause and be silent mm. and choose. And this is something that we see not only in modern research, but also in our own, you know, from our own faith, faith tradition, the importance of being silent, the importance of letting your emotions pass. Mm. 
And it's very important to learn this skill if you want to be successful in anything you do. Before we go into the practical steps, tell me what an, an emotionally intelligent parent-child relationship looks like versus a parent and child that are not emotionally <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey, right, that mm. I'm, I'm on myself. <laughs> like people say, oh, he's a mindfulness coach or he's, he's doing mindfulness mm. training. And I, you know, it's, I, I know deep down that I'm only a student and I'm mm. only learning because it is uh, one of those things that you, you, you continue to be aware of, mm. you continue to work on yourself. And, uh, and parenting is one of those things that mm. you haven't figured it out. You, know, you all just figure things out. But one of the things that we do is um, we are talking to parents and teachers about how to have more mindful time with their children sure. and how to have just a simple thing as mindful listening. You know? um, and the tools that you're talking about, they're simple tools that a leader can uh, use when just trying to arrive and be present in the moment so their minds are not wandering like we talked about. Same thing with parents. Mm. Just just being there for your kid and being and just listening, um, just being with them, just experiencing what they're saying and being in that moment, that can transform things. Because okay. when your child thinks that he or she comes to you and they're trying to share things with you, and you you're not really there, mm. then guess what's going to happen? The child's going to model. Child's going to follow the same thing that you model. Wow. They're mm. also not going to be there when you try to talk to wow. them. Wow. So when you take time out and you really have mindful you know, time with them, then they will know that this is how you converse, this is how you talk, this is how you listen. And so you're modeling it. So it's very important that we model. A lot of time, a lot of people want like, you know, quick solutions to like transforming everything into parenting and teaching, but you can't really do that unless you're a model yourself. And that's why we have to be mindful. So in this increasingly busy technological world that we live in and yeah. more technologies on the horizon, we're always connected to our phones, our tablets, our laptops, our computers, our smartwatches. What are some things we can do to integrate these these uh, these benefits, these aspects into our life, so we can become more emotionally intelligent, more mindful, more aware? Yeah. So I think there are there are many tools. You know, there are many many tools. Um, like personally, for me, um, there are many tools that I think I I had at my disposal. That even being part of my faith, like the prayer, but you have to know how to be mindful in them. So something that is very simple, uh, we shared in a workshop here at the conference we were in Chicago for, we shared um, with a, a, a great group of teachers and educators that, that flew in here from all over the country. It is called uh, the three breaths, mm. three breaths. So all you're doing is you're just using the breath as a tool to focus and, and bring your mind to the present moment. Mm. So you just, the way that you do it, and I'll, I'll ask everybody that's listening to do it with us. Sure. So first, let me give you instruction. Okay. First step is that as you breathe, you just pay attention to your breath. Just pay attention to your breath. And see where, where it comes alive. Does it come alive for you in your stomach? Or do you feel it there? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your nostrils? Where do you feel? Where does that breath come alive? Can you follow the breath? Just the first step is just breathing, relaxing, just breathing. Okay, so you follow the breath and you're not trying to take a deep breath. You're not trying to change anything. You're not trying to make it any deeper or longer or anything like that. You're just focusing on the breath. You're just using it as a, as a tool to bring your mind to the current moment, to the present moment. And the second step after that is that you relax your body. Just relax your body. A lot of times when you walk in, like you walk into a meeting and there was a, you know, 
there was a difficult email in the morning and you were still thinking about it and you're not there. And as a parent, something happened with your child and then instead of letting go, you're holding on to that for your next conversation where you have the ability to win the child over. So we carry a lot of these emotions, you know, in our chest and in our neck, in our shoulders, in our back. We carry a lot of the stress. So just relax all the parts of the body. Just bring your body to the, to the current moment. Because a lot of times your body is still living in those emotions from the past or our minds are ruminating in the future. So let's bring, relax the body and bring it to the, to the current moment. That's the second step. And the third step is once you have paid attention to the breath, if you are in the present moment, you're relaxing your body, you just ask, what's important now? What do I need to focus on now? What's most important now? What's my intention now? So something very simple, what's important now? And just focusing on the here and the now. So let's do it for a minute. Let's do it for a minute sure. together. So we will, first step, we'll breathe. Just bring our, our mind to the breath, to the present moment. The second, relax body. And third, ask what's important now. Let's take one minute. like to invite you back and this was a simple exercise and I'd like to ask did you feel any shift in your own presence absolutely yeah felt very relaxed yeah felt uh, kind of detached from uh, past memories or yep. past concerns or future concerns even yeah just felt just good. kind of being the moment right and I just thought you know like today we're in a conference we have other things to do but I just when I was breathing and I was just thinking what's important now I thought most important now is to give you my best right. because you have given your valuable time to interview me mm. and to be grateful for the opportunity to be here. So so you can enjoy whatever you're doing. You're doing it anyways. Right. Why don't we enjoy it to the fullest if we can be in the present moment? Mm. So that's mm. what really transforms who we are. Mm. And, that's at the, and that mindfulness, you can use it. Those three breaths, you can use it when you're having a meeting, when you're just settling your mind to listen properly to your, to your spouse and connect with your child as a leader before you even give a presentation. Um, anything you do, and I use it even in my prayer, right before I pray, mm. like, okay, I come in with emotions in my body from other things, mm. or I'm thinking about what's gonna happen next, but rather just relax, breathe, relax your body, and just be in the moment. So this is the first step, mm. even though it all sounds like, okay, it's all kind of like meditation-y right, right. and kind of like say, okay, breath again, mm. what is that thing? Mm. But breath is just a tool right. because it's, it's an inexpensive tool. You, it's, a, it's a God-given tool. <laughs> You're able to carry it anywhere, True. right? And you can use it anywhere. You can use other things. You can just, you know, use, your, use anything to focus on, mm. to relax, something mm. that your mind feels good about, to think about. So you can use any anchor, any tool to come to the, to the moment. But that practice slowly helps you to just be aware of your emotions, your thoughts, what's happening around you, so that then you can know how do I, what do I say, how do I react, how do I make the, take the next step, how do I make decisions. That gives you the ability to self-regulate. So first you have to be self-aware, then you're able to self-regulate. What's on the horizon for Define 360? I mean, now that you guys are specializing in this field and yeah. your, yourself and your wife with the backgrounds that you have in education, leadership, uh, startup, entrepreneurship, etc., what's the next step for Define? 
Define 360, our, our intention is that we want to be a leader in the mindfulness, emotional intelligence training and development online, especially for uh, teachers, because we come from that background, we know how much teachers need it, especially for parents, because um, you know, parents, a lot of parents that are trying to get those tools to become better parents, to engage with their kids at a better level. And everybody's saying that, you know, my child's, I mean, we're trying to talk to them, trying to teach them something, but their heart is not there. Mm. They're not fully present. We're mm. not able to connect. So these are tools that I think can really transform those relationships. Um, also, we're training youth directors. So anyone that's interested in their own deep personal uh, professional development, that's what we're trying to focus on. Uh, we're launching a course in the summer called Become a Character Coach with Define. So mm. the character coaches will learn first and foremost about you know that mindfulness, but then how to use that to build gratitude, to build grit, and um, self-management, and redirecting anger and sadness, the strong emotions that sometimes makes, makes us derail. How do we teach these character traits? How do we teach these life skills, essential skills, to ourselves, model them ourselves? but also to everybody we come across in every setting that we are in. So if somebody wants to find out more about what you guys are offering and your plans and stay active with what you're doing, where can yeah, they follow Yeah, uh, just come to define360.online and subscribe um, to our um, to our listserv so that you, we can keep you updated. Yeah. Same thing on social media, Define360? Uh, yeah, Define360. Actually, the Facebook handle is Define Life. Okay. And the Instagram handle is Define360. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the Wallaway. I know we had to cut it short today because we're both on a tight schedule, but... Yes, and Leia was um, a little bit distracted at the conference. So she was not able to make it today, um, but we would love to um, continue the conversation. Thank you so much for Thanks, having us. Thank you. All right, guys, uh, great show. As he said, the website is define360.com. I really... Online. Uh, dot, say, say that again? Define360.online. Define360.online. I'm a big supporter of uh, Wadud and his wife, Leia, and what they're doing. It's a very, very beneficial offering they are uh, mission driven so check them out and make sure you guys like and subscribe and see you guys next time thank you